Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. Exceptional living. Exceptional living. That's my topic. You know, over years, there's been a book that has been one of the most popular books written. The sales has just been astronomical. It has spoken to a deep need within people, a deep sense of awe within people. The book was entitled, The Seven Habits of Effective People. You know, we all want that kind of life. We want to be effective. We want to be highly effective. We want to be exceptional. We want to be something just a little bit above everybody else. Maybe a great deal above everybody else. Exceptionality is an extremely important topic for consideration. You know, in the uh, political scene, we have had many, many references to the fact that America is an exceptional nation. The American people are exceptional. And we promote that idea around the world. We advocate that idea everywhere internationally. We want the world to know that the American people are different. That the American people have something good deep within them. Something that is extremely good, exceptional, if you will. And we promote that idea. You know, but kind of the whole question then comes forward, what are we talking about? You know, what in the world is this all about? What is an exceptional person? You know, what is a person that's highly, highly effective? What's an exceptional person? Well, let me take a stab at it, okay? and bring out some of the ideas that seem to be part of what is an exceptional person. This goes back to the beginning of time, back to biblical days, when writings and talks and lectures and considerations were given to this idea of what is an exceptional person. Whether you put that in the religious context of what is an exceptional Christian person, or what is an exceptional intellectual person, or what is an exceptional social advocate, or whatever, maybe it's all the same. What are the seven core factors or components that make up an exceptional person who lives an exceptional life? Here's number one. An awareness of the environment in its vastness, in its greatness, in its depth, in it, what it contains, the resources that our environment contains, an appreciation for that, living with a sense of awe for the world in which we live. We call that the environmental world. Or you can put it on the base of our social world, our interpersonal world the depth and the breadth of skill and knowledge and potential that the American people have as a collective group. The intellectual prowess, the intellectual strength, the intellectual goodness of our people. And that we're capable of inventions. We're, in, we're capable of 
of uh, creating a world beyond ourselves. Or we can think of it in the sense of the uh, emotionality of people, the depth and the strength of the emotionality of people, not just their interpersonal skills and their social skills or the environmental uh, resources, but just that kind of that emotional depth that people have for the potential for compassion, the potential for caring, potential for empathy, potential for sharing and giving, the charitable giving, if you will, taking opportunity and sharing that with others, taking your own personal wealth and sharing that with others. That spiritual awareness, environmental awareness, social interpersonal awareness, emotional awareness, it's an awareness of the world in which we live and living life with a sense of awe. That's what exceptional living is all about. Here's number two. Kind of a commitment, if you will, to sincere conversation. A desire to be part of an ongoing dialogue with neighbors and friends and family and strangers and at all levels of intellectual knowledge and intellectual ability and all levels of, of uh, socialization to live life where that life promotes truth, promotes encouragement and wholesomeness in all of our relationships and all of our interchanges with people. That sincere ability to just communicate, to think together, to discuss together, to explore ideas together, and be part of an ongoing dialogue. That's what exceptionality is all about. Here's number three. Intentional personal growth. See, it's not a matter of just improving yourself in some way because you want to make more money, or improving yourself because you want a better job, or improving yourself because you want to live in a better neighborhood, or drive a better car. That's not the point. You see, living life with the intent to grow, the intent to be stronger, the intent to be more of a full person, living life with meaning, living life with purpose, living life with a sense of direction, living life with a sense of futurism. That's intentional personal growth. There's a depth to it. It involves travel. It involves being aware of the needs of the world and needs of the people around us and the people in our world. It's a commitment to new learning. It's a commitment to personal development, to read and to explore and to discuss and to learn and to understand new ideas and new dimensions. That's intentional personal growth. A commitment to that. That's what exceptionality is all about. Here's a fourth one. Servanthood. Living as a servant. Living your whole life in a way that acknowledges other people with the intent and the desire to serve them, a readiness to serve them, 
living life by which others will benefit and others will be strengthened because of your contribution to their life. You see, your commitment to them. It's living a life of charity, you see, towards others. Living a life of goodness with others and towards others and making the life of someone else easier. Taking the stress and the strain off of someone else. That's what servanthood living is all about. It's serving. It's being humble. It's being considerate of others. Empathetic, compassionate, caring of others. That's what servants do. Servants give. They give. And they give. And they give beyond their own resources. And their own strength sometimes. And their own welfare. And their own personal benefit. So that someone else will benefit that needs to benefit. That's what servanthood is all about. And when you have become the life of a servant, you're beginning the process of living a life that's exceptional. That's what the American people are. Here's the fifth one. Resource investment. An exceptional country, an exceptional person, an exceptional group of people live in such a way that they share with others their own self-bounty, the benefit for others because there are needs out there. Other people have needs. And you use your own resources to help others live a life that's less stressful, less strain, more successful, easier to live, if you will. In other words, it's taking your own resources and giving them to someone else, sharing them with someone else. It's the money, your funds, your possessions, your skills, your abilities, your emotional strength. You give that to others. You share that with others. You bring that into the life of someone else. You see what happens often in government is that the government takes from us and gives it to someone else. That's not resource investment. That's stealing, if you will. Resource investment is I myself determine from my resources what I can and will give to someone else in need and to give a little bit beyond what I might otherwise. It's an investment in the life of others, the investment in the country in which you live, an investment in the church in which you worship, the investment in the school in which your kids go to. It's an investment in the community in which you live. There's an investment mentality, an orientation, a desire to invest in others and to invest in the thing that will make the world better, your community better, your country better, your people group better. And because of that, you'll be better. Here's number six. Friendship that's based on integrity. Friendships that are based on integrity. You see, integrity is always doing the right thing, whether somebody's watching or not. It's doing the thing that is obviously the right thing to do, even though it's hard, even though it's costly. Living life which promotes personal accountability, interpersonal accountability. See, it's that idea of mutual encouragement. To have friendships 
uh, and people in your life that you encourage, they become encouraged because they're around you, because you, that you share with them. You open your life to them. You open your home to them. You open your resources to them. You share your skills with them. You share what you have with them. That's friendship. You see? It's giving away to someone that you value and that you like and that you feel good about. And because of that, there's a bond that is built between you and this other person. And a friendship develops. That could be with a person. That could be with a people group. You could be a friend of the Jewish nation. You could be a friend of the Israeli uh, country, if you will. You could be a, a friend of people in any given country of the world, any community, any subgroup within a community, any group of people that come into your life. Yes, you can share your life with them and develop that sense of friendship. So you share yourself with them, particularly if they are in need or would value your friendship and benefit from it. And here's number seven, okay? We hear a lot we hear a lot about the sanctuary cities. But in the exceptional person, the home is a sanctuary. The home of that person is a sanctuary. A place to go and rest. It's a place to go and feel comfortable. It's a place to go and feel safe. It's a place to go and be loved. It's a place to go and know that you're protected. You see, a sanctuary is a place where you just feel loved and you're safe and you're protected and you've done no wrong. There is no wrong. You're not hiding from anyone. You're not guilty and you're hiding in a, a, a place. That's not a sanctuary home life. Home life is where you've done no wrong and you go there and you feel comfortable and safe and you feel relaxed as compared to going to a place where you have done wrong and you go there so you can hide. That's not a sanctuary city. That's a place to hide wrong. And that's not an exceptional country that does that. That's not an exceptional home. That's not an exceptional person. It's not an exceptional city. We want cities, we want homes, we want nations, we want communities that are sanctuarial because they provide a place of comfort and safety and love and protection and care and empathy and compassion for those that have done no wrong and just live a life of rest and comfort so that they can then move out and serve the nation of their world, serve the community in which they live, serve the people around them, serve the people with whom they work, serve the people on their street corners, and serve the people in their church, and serve the people in their clubs, and so on. After you've been in your sanctuary home, where you've been protected and cared for and loved, and you feel safe and you rest, you can go out and serve. You can go out and give. You can go out and be part of the process of an exceptional nation, an exceptional community, exceptional group of people. And you will be the exceptional person yourself. You will be one who lives an exceptional life. You'll share and you'll enjoy exceptional living. So I trust that these concepts and these ideas will be helpful to you.
Now, obviously, if you look at the seven of them, you are probably doing three or four or five of them. You probably are. You're probably doing pretty well on several of them. But then there are some you're probably not doing very well at all. And you need to improve. You need to kind of refocus. You need to learn. You need to learn how to live in such a way. So take it to heart. Where you're doing well, keep it up. And where you're running short, strengthen yourself. Learn these attitudes. Learn these motivations. Learn these behavioral patterns. Learn these ways of thinking. Learn these ways of relating, you know, to others. So that you will not only be an exceptional person, and not only will you live an exceptional life, but you will contribute exceptionality to others. And they will benefit from that so that they, in turn, can learn the process of living an exceptional life themselves and sharing that with the people in their life and in their family and in their community. It's a matter of contributing. It's a matter of sharing. It's a matter of being part of a process that this just perpetuates on into the future, perpetuates out from your home, out from your life to those around you and those that know you and those that interact with you. Yes, you can live an exceptional life. That's what exceptionality is all about. There is potential to live that way. It's not impossible. It's not beyond you. But you need a focus. And you need to know what is exceptional living so that you can live an exceptional life. Anyway, thanks for joining me today. And um, if you are in a situation where you need Medicare insurance, medical insurance, you just look up in the phone book, Susan Hatch. Susan Hatch under insurance. She is the guru of Medicare insurance. And she has her office in Clovis, California. So if you're outside the area, you just go to nine to five five uh what is it? Four four one one four one one and ask for Susan Hatch's office, get her phone number and just call her and she will give you the answer to the question you have about Medicare. Susan Hatch is the person you equate. When you think Medicare, you think Susan Hatch. So be part of her uh, contingency, be part of her life. She will even share some of her exceptionality with you. She's a great one to do so. Anyway, bye for now and thanks for joining me.